And I'm telling you, Brad, it's like, I don't know what it is. Just feel like I would be good at curling. Hard work, steely resolve, and sure, grittiness. It starts with an attitude. We need swagger, okay? Regardless of what happens out there, doesn't matter. Keep your swagger. Hey, 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 everybody. We are Five Hole Fantasy Hockey. I'm Zach Fogel. With me today is Mike Rogerson. Hey there. Did you watch anything with the All-Star game? Yeah, pretty much all of it. Good for you. Good for you. You're a better man than I. I didn't watch a single fucking second. I know there's all the the stuff about it's whatever. And yeah, it is whatever. It's definitely not hockey, but... I mean, tell me that Zegras shootout competition goal isn't enough to get you watching that. Like, that was the sickest goal I think I've ever seen. Even though, as you say, this isn't real hockey and it's not. But does this have any real life application for Claude Giroux? Claude Giroux was the was the MVP. He looked real good out there. Does this have any real world application to maybe getting some legs on a Claude Giroux trade? What do you think? You know, I think, honestly, that's one of those things that means a lot more to us and to social media than to actual hockey. You know, people know who Claude Giroux is. I don't think an all-star game is really going to change actual hockey things. Well, it could show that he he still has it. You know what I mean? It could maybe make a team that isn't thinking, you know, that, that he's worth maybe the asking price of of what the flyers would be asking for um which i'm to understand isn't like a ton i don't know it's it was just a thought it's just a thought what i could see is and what seems like would be a thing is like if you weren't thinking about them now you are that's for sure the joke of right now is like see what happens when Giroud plays on a real team right when he has real players to play with which also i mean I think there's a lot of teams interested, and I I don't think it hurt anything to see him do well there. I think it was cool as shit to see him do well there, to be honest. Yeah. I'm loving all these. I'm loving Ovi and Pavelski and all these old cats coming back and showing that, you know, 35's not that bad. Ovi's on in COVID-19 protocol. Sure he is. <laughs> he just didn't want to go to the All-Star game. Hey, that sounds like a very Alex Ovechkin thing to do yeah exactly um speaking of a couple of new names alex ovechkin on the covid list jack hughes also put on that covid list so we might as well just hop onto these injuries real quick and there there's really not too many you know new ones to speak of mainly because well a lot of people just got some rest so hopefully you know after a little bit of rest we're seeing some players come back a little healthier, teams coming back healthier in general. As far as non-COVID goes, Vitek Vanacek, I think I'm going to start there first. He got ran into by Kasperi Kapanen in his last start. When he got hit by Kapanen, he fell back and hit the back of his head on the friggin' goal pipe. He ended up leaving the game after what appeared to be a concussion spotter, came over, pulled him, and requested that he get checked. Samsonov went to the game to replace Vanacek, and thusly, he did not return. Still considered day-to-day, 
but at least he's gotten some good automatic rest. So like if he were to go on IR, it would be retroactive until what I believe last Tuesday, I think it was. You know, he already has some time in the bank. But for now, I mean, look for Samsonov. Um, I believe Phoenix Copley is up right now as opposed to Fucali. But Samsonov is the guy. But I mean, I'm pretty sure he's probably over 80% owned. But if he is available, it's it's definitely worth a go look. Yeah, I pick. I actually picked up Samsonov in uh, a league where he was. Uh, I needed a goalie, and he was he was on the wire. He is fairly owned, but yeah, he's um he's eighty three percent rostered, and I just found him on the wire on a team where I needed a goalie. So you know, he is one of those guys who might be available, even though his percentage is that high. All right, next up, we're gonna go with the Wild, Matt Dumba and Marcus Foligno. Now I'm bringing up Marcus Foligno. He's not, you know, like an A-plus player or anything, but damn, he's been playing fucking awesome this year. He is out. They both missed the last game that the Wild had before the All-Star break, but it's looking like they should be back, both of them, when play returns. That at least was the plan. We'll see how that goes. But yeah, man, I mean, Mark's Flano having a hell of a year. He's on almost a 40-goal pace this year. He's got 17 goals already. He's kicking ass. He's great, and he hits like a like a monster. To finish up, we're going to go to another goalie. That is Brayden Holtby. He missed his last start against the Flames before the break, which Ottinger did go in. He got four goals scored against him, I believe, something like that. But they did they did lose that game. Don't make that a referendum on Jake Ottinger because in his previous starts, and, and this wasn't even that bad of a, a, a start. He was still over 900, but he did let in a decent amount of goals. February 9th is the next day that Holtby can and could come back. In the meantime, I'm still on Ottinger. I'm actually higher on Ottinger than Holtby in general. If anybody wants to go against me on that one, you're more than welcome to. But Ottinger is the long-term option. Raj Raj, that does it for the injuries. This has been a two-week matchup here. Hopefully you jumped out to a little lead. You know, we have some good week-long schedules and finally a team that plays five games in the Ottawa Senators. How are you splitting up this week? Obviously, we have to start out talking about the Ottawa Senators, right? I mean, five games. Definitely. I mean, if you're picking up a Senator, you don't need to really split that slot up. They play four off nights, five games. I mean, the one thing that is odd about this week, because there's so many randomly rescheduled games and things like that, only Saturday is a full slate. In terms of the way most people count it, every other day, so six out of the seven nights, are all considered off nights. So that's great for fantasy because we're not going to have too many days where you are going to have to worry about benching people, which is stressful as shit. But yeah, I mean, Ottawa's got five games. Uh, Four of them are off nights. They got Jersey and Carolina right off the bat. So back to back to start the week. And then they go Thursday against Pittsburgh and then on the weekend against Boston and Washington. Those are tough games. I mean, I kind of think they're they're all tough games a little bit. I mean, Pittsburgh's been on a little bit of a slide. Jersey's the only one that they can really handle, I think. And Jersey's definitely been on a slide, but I still say they can surprise you. I still think they can take Ottawa without Batherson and Norris. That's one thing. There are people available on Ottawa, but the games are tough. And Ottawa's missing two out of their three top guys. First guy to keep an eye on is uh, 
Stutzla. Obviously. 41% owned. I know you got a couple of things on him. When you're mentioning Stutzla like that, you can say they're missing two out of their top four guys. Yeah, that's true. Because I know that I I I know that you're talking about like the top three, the top line, but Stutzla is they're in their top four players for that team. So he Stutzla is a great pickup here. 41% owned. He's already was getting 18 minutes a night. So he was already playing. He was already playing on the power play. Basically, it's him and Kachuk now. So his deployments can be better. His opportunities are going to be better. He's probably going to be playing his butt off uh, minutes wise. So I'm I'm all in on Stutzla. He's not as amazing as, you know, some of the overhyped young guys, but he's he's solid. He hits. He shoots a couple times a game, hits a couple times a game. So, yeah, I'm, I'm totally in on him. The one guy we talked about before the All-Star break that had been brought up a lot was Alex Formanton. You know, he was on a oddly hot point-per-game streak for like 10 games or so without too much time on ice. I can only imagine now he's going to be one of the guys who benefits from this, if anything. He's looking at a top power play right now, too, along with Tyler Ennis. And I also like Tyler Ennis. Between those two, I actually kind of prefer Tyler Ennis just because I like his shot-making ability more than I like Alex Fermentin. When I look out there at Alex Fermentin, I I feel like he's getting lucky more or less, and that's just my opinion. But I know that Tyler Ennis can create goals, especially especially with his speed. So I, I like Tyler Ennis maybe just a smidge more here. I would go with Ennis over, over Fermentin. I know we were talking about him before. I know the one thing... I had to say, and I think we all agreed, it was a hot streak and nothing more. It's not like a huge breakout where he's all of a sudden this this awesome new player or anything. But one guy who's back, who actually had a decent start and then missed the last 10 or so games, is Connor Brown. He's due back, and so far in the season, he's got 19 points in 26 games. Again, not amazing, but with that amount of games and the amount of uh, top ice time that's going to be available, he might be worth a pickup as well. 9% owned. So if you if you want yourself some Connor Brown, you can pretty much have yourself some Connor Brown. I've always liked Connor Brown in, in the past. He just always shows up. And it's it's one of those things where if you have a couple of streamer spots, you get someone from Ottawa, at the very least you got five games, you know, if there's if that player gets production in three of them, you've had a decent week out of your streamer spot. So it's it's, it's the it's the four off nights and I, I get that they're probably not going to win those games. But I'm not picking up your fucking goalies. I'm trying to get some points off of you. And that's what I'm looking for. You know what I mean? Definitely don't recommend picking up Ottawa goalies this week, even if you're hurt. So next up, I think it's obvious that we're going to talk about the four game teams. There's three teams that play four games, Raj. So we have the Devils, the Canes, and the Montreal Canadiens. Why don't we start first with the Devils? Four games, four off days. Yeah, four games, all off nights. Another team where there are people available. Apparently, Jack Hughes went out partying after the All-Star game and got himself some COVID, so he's out. Good for him. Another team where there is going to be a little bit more prime time available for any of these fringe guys. So I was hopeful, not that you'd pick him up, but I was hopeful Dougie Hamilton was coming back, but apparently he's out for this week still. So there's that to, to think about. I was hoping he was going to come back and maybe spark the offense a bit, but he is he's not in this week. In terms of guys that you can actually get from Jersey, 
I know your your favorite Jesper Bratt oh, is sixty percent rostered. Uh, if you can get him, he's he's great. He's I think he's the real deal. He's um, sitting at almost point per game. I think he's at forty one points in forty two games, if I'm not mistaken. Shooting three times a night. I mean, what more do you want? He's on the power play on a team where you're probably not going to lose the top power play. So I like him for sure if you could get him. You know, I'll tell you what. I think there's actually quite a few Jersey Devils that are available. And and I like this matchup, I, I think, because they are kind of slumping right now. And I think with their first two games being against Ottawa and Montreal having a back-to-back on Monday Tuesday no I'm serious so they're they're on a they're on a six game losing streak right now so it's like they're playing kind of shitty the goals are you know not totally there but they're somewhat there they're scoring it you know just over two a game so it seems like maybe you know they could definitely use some more goal production but a little more defense couldn't hurt either we know that they can do it and I, I really feel like they've just looked tired. And I, I'm really serious about these first two games. I feel like that'll kind of give them a little boost. That's what I'm looking for for these two games, for this Ottawa game and for this uh, um, for this Montreal Canadiens game. I want to see I want to see six goals at least between those two games. After a long extended weekend, long break, they're coming off a losing streak. I mean, there's no better way to get yourself back in shape than play Ottawa and Montreal back-to-back. That's a, that's a way to get yourself happy again. You know who I think I'm actually going to go with? I, I'm going to go with Damon Severson. 26% owned. I have him on my home league. He is in a little slump right now, so I was kind of, you know, mulling over what to do with him. But he is running that top power play, and he's actually been playing well in general. I planned on dropping him, but I just kept on keeping him. For the main reason of I always find that defense is usually hard to come by, or at least it always is for me. Um, so when a guy pops out like this that I picked up for free, I kind of I kind of want to keep him. And you know what? He's playing over 26 minutes a game right now over these last five games. Over 26 minutes a game. It's like Thomas Shabbat kind of minutes. Yeah, man, that's pretty huge. Uh, but yeah, so him being on the power play, that that's looking at some possible power play points. And he has been scoring points, too. You know, he's obviously going to help you a little bit on the perifs. I like Damon, Damon Severson a lot here, especially at 26%. Read it in as much as you want. With Dougie coming back in a week, I mean, this is Severson's last turn on the power play for the near future. So I'm sure he's going to be making his case as best he can. Not that the guys don't try as hard as they can every night or anything, but, you know, he knows he's losing the power play. You're not taking that from Dougie, so he might be giving it a little extra. The other guy that I can't pass the Devils without talking about, especially right now, is my guy Nathan Bastion. Not a long-term hold. Not a real suggestion, maybe, but he has four goals in the last nine games. He hits, like... He's over four a game on the season for hits. So he is one of those guys. If you need some peripherals with a, a real chance of a goal, like his ice time has shot up. Now he's playing like 16, 20, 19, 17 minutes in his last game. So the team is liking his play and giving him more ice time. And he's the type of guy who will get you like six hits and two goals and then go pointless for a while. But and he does shoot. He does shoot. I'll give. I'll give. I'll give you that one. I'll give you that one, Raj. I mean that Nate. That Nate Bastion. That's a. That's a. 
That's a long shot. That's a long shot. I like my my Jesper Pratt here better, but Nathan Bashan, he's definitely available. I'm definitely not suggesting you take him over Jesper Brad, <laughs> but if you're in a pinch for hits and or a deep league and or like to live dangerously, give yourself some Bastion time. I've always I've always liked his name. I always liked his name, Nathan Bastion. <laughs> Ever since he chirped Skinner and asked him how much money he makes and told him he was overpaid and all that in the game, I just couldn't stop laughing. I love the guy ever since then. Yeah, that's going to make anybody an immediate fan because... Um, so yeah, and like we said, anyone else on, on the jersey does have that great four games and they're all off nights. If only for the first start of the week. They have two week games right off the bat. Another team with four games... Uh, and only, but only three off nights is Carolina. So far better team, obviously. Uh, they play Monday against Toronto, then Ottawa on the Tuesday, and then they have Boston and Minnesota later in the week. So another Monday, Tuesday, back to back. And Carolina's good. That is the one thing that's different compared to the other teams we've been talking about. They've all been kind of bunk teams, but what comes with a good team is less players to choose from usually. So, I mean, there's there's slimmer pickings, but probably if you can find anybody, you're going to have a better chance of goals being scored and things. And when I look at their roster, it's tough to find anybody useful under 50%, except for the old standby Nino Niederreiter. He's been playing okay, I would say, at best. What a great reason to pick someone up. He's playing okay at best. I mean, he does hit a bit, not a ton, but over to a game, which for a forward is is decent. That and like I said, that's the one problem with with a good team like Carolina. Like they're no secret; everybody knows about him. He goes he goes on stretches though. Nino Niederreiter, you have to catch him at the. He really does. He'll go on little like six game stretches. Where he's scoring like two points a game, like you got to catch him at the at the beginning of it. I think it's also worth saying, as always, Martin Nietzsche's fifty percent. Martin Nietzsche's is owned in only half of leagues, um, and I'm kind of surprised he's that owned with as poorly as he has actually been playing this year. And I know that's weird to say, hey, go pick this guy up, but yeah, no, he hasn't been having the year. I feel like we all kind of thought he would have. But while he hasn't scored a ton of points, he is on the ice when goals are happening. He is on the ice while they're being scored. He does have a very good shot, and he is shooting. So I feel like with the addition of the peripherals, I, I think that this is this is worth a pickup. He's going to come out of it at some point in time. If he keeps shooting, I'm in on it. He would be my other my other choice from that team as well especially again with the back-to-back right off the start of the week monday tuesday i'm really liking that that's something i know you've been a big proponent of for quite a while is really trying to it's 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 nice to stack the start of the week if you can get a couple of things like that get your games played and yeah trying to get a lead on people raj i don't care if it's one point ahead nine points ahead or 30 points ahead i'd rather be X amount of points ahead at the beginning of the week and have somebody trying to catch up to me than vice versa. It lets you know what you need to, like, you know, halfway through the week, if you're just crushing in 
assists or something and lacking in hits, you're like then you have time to go try to maybe make a move and make that up. True. So I, I do love that. Plus, as we as as we know, you can't bank on anything happening five days from now this year. So it is nice to just get guys who play now. You know, because who knows? While I can't bank on this, you know what I am kind of eyeing, though? And not kind of. You know what I am eyeing? An anti-Ranta possible start against Ottawa on Tuesday. Very nice. Very nice. Because I can only imagine that they're going to play Freddie against Toronto because that's likely a matchup that they could see in the playoffs. Like, very seriously, they could see Toronto in the playoffs. So I would think you want to have your ace goalie out there. Um, Freddie Anderson is back. He should be playing. Um, I'm thinking Ronta is going to get Ottawa. I like him against Ottawa. Big, big time. Big time. Big time. Slap it to base. I can't I've never told you. I play bass. Really? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Slap the bass big time. What, do you, what is that? You sound like a leprechaun. Slap it to bass. That sounded like Borat. Yeah. It is also uh, Freddie against Toronto, right? Uh, but yeah, not not too many guys to, to pick up on Carolina just because they're so good. But yeah, there's those couple. We were talking before we pressed record here, maybe for the first time since game two of the season, I'm going to say there are Montreal Canadiens to get this week. There are. I know. They got the four games, three off nights, and at this point, everyone's available because Montreal hasn't really played this year. So they got New Jersey right off the bat on Tuesday. They got Washington Thursday, Columbus Saturday, and Buffalo Sunday. Not a super tough week. You know, the one I think we both agree on, I know you've got some good takes on, is is Tyler Toffoli. He's only 46% owned right now. I, I do like Tyler Toffoli. I'm definitely big on this one. But that's if he's available in your league. And at 46% owned, that is 100% worth a go check. The whole thing is he just he just fucking, fucking does it all. Tyler Toffoli does everything. Hits, blocks, tons of shots. And he's definitely getting points now, too. His shooting percentage is spot on. And when I say spot on, I mean, it's the exact same as his eight-year average in the past eight years. That's spot on. So it is spot on. The the one kind of, you know, little silver lining here that you're, that you're kind of worried about is that he plays on Montreal. They're scoring two goals per game in their last, you know, 10, 15 games. But Toffoli is still the number one and first person I'm actually looking at on that team. And the thing is, Raj, you're even saying it. He's gotten dropped a bunch. So he, oh, so he's a, a lot of people dropped him. And I, I think this is the time to snatch him up. I'm definitely and I, I picked him up at the start of the last week, just hoping this would happen. He's up to eight points in the last seven games, four power play points. He shoots like a madman. He hits. He hasn't been hitting a ton recently, but he usually gets decent hits. Yeah, he does. He does everything. He does everything. It's another one of those situations where he's not losing power play one. He is power play one all by himself, essentially. He's not losing the good minutes because he's the best player they got. He's not all power play one. He's not the only person on the power play. You got power play. You got power play Mike Hoffman. You got P. You got PP Hoff there. 
And, you know, P.P. Hoff is doing a little bit better than he was, too. I mean, I guess he was injured for a while, but he's he's got a few goals. Dude, he has four points in his last five. And three, and three of those are on the power play. All three of his assists in his last five games, he, he has one goal, three assists. All three of those assists on that top power play. What do you think about that? You know, I think that Montreal, I don't think they're going to make a huge grand St. No. Louis-like <laughs> comeback or anything, but the players who are good are starting to do well again, like at least reasonable. Yeah, I just like points. Toffoli, Suzuki's okay. He's a little bit more owned. But even like another guy I picked up again recently is I did pick up Jeff Petrie. Like he was getting drafted in the top 100 players this year, which, you know, he hasn't performed up to that rate. But Chris Weidman is on the fucking power play. (laughs) I don't know how long that's going to work. And Chris Weidman, I haven't looked at his stats in all honesty, but I guarantee you what I don't think he's had a point in the last probably what eight or nine games. Let's look this up. I'm I'm going to go with I'm going to put the over under at eight games. What is it? He has one power play assist in his last nine. Uh, yeah, one power play assist in his last nine games. Does that make Does here. that make me exactly correct? I think that does. <laughs> I think that makes me exactly correct, actually. But there's some weird stuff going on here, like uh, Jake Evans has six points in his last nine games, leading the team in shots, like shooting more than Toffoli in the last nine games. I don't know what that's all about. Arturi Lekkinen, eight points in his last 10. So I don't expect any of these, you know, fringy type guys to to start. No, it's it's definitely Tyler Toffoli at 46%. And, and then next up for me, it's Mike Hoffman. 15, by the way, 15% for Mike Hoffman. So he's available, and he's scoring points right now. Uh, You can give it a try. I mean, they're playing on three off nights. Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, Sunday is what they play. So really, I love that kind of, really kind of, I'm thinking about that more for the weekend. Mm -hmm. Not picking them up right now. Not picking picking them up, you know, tonight for tomorrow. No, I'm going to pick them up on Thursday, probably more likely, and then just roll that weekend. Thursday, Saturday, Sunday, three games, four days. Love that shit. It's a great call. Go for the later week for the Canadians. Uh, we got a, we got a couple of teams that that have three games. Uh, they're they're okay, but it, it's really the fact that you know they play on those off nights, and that's the Pittsburgh Penguins who play three games but three off nights. The Capitals three games, three off nights. And then you know we can throw your. You can talk about the Vancouver Canucks. That that just that one's all you. They only have two off nights, but they play three games. But like I said, a ton of teams either play zero, one, or two games. First off, Washington Capitals, dude, Joe fucking Snively, right? Right, <laughs> right. He's, he's getting sure. some time while Ovi's out of the lineup. Yeah, I'm not in on Joe Snively, but he does have two points in in four games this year. Well, that's better than zero. I think it's his it's his name that turns me off more than anything. It sounds like it should be like a Pokemon character or something. I caught a Snively. I feel like Snively could be a Pokemon character. Yeah, I mean, the, Washington, Washington's such a weird team. I mean, they don't have anyone who's doing amazingly, other than Ovi, who's just obviously. But... I mean, even Ovi's only got eight points in his last 12, so he's even cooled down a lot. 
Looking at, at Washington, I do like their schedule. I don't have a ton of faith in who's left to play right now. Like the go-to is always Lars Eller, but I don't know. He, I don't know. There's there's honestly not too many guys on Washington who I really want who is available. I, I agree. I, I think you know Lars Eller is always worth mentioning, and at four percent. I'm in on a possibility. Oh, you know what, though? Uh, in terms of highlights per 60, Garnet Hathaway, have you seen him recently? Did you see his hit on Evander Kane? Oh, it was No, bad. I hope it was awesome. Oh, dude, he flipped him straight upside down into, uh, into the bench. I said, he'll flip you. Flip you for real. I'm honestly surprised nothing was made of it because, like, Kane was literally upside down, and then he tried to kick Hathaway in the face with his skate. And nobody said anything about it's it. Because he's a dick. Yeah. But it was, look up that uh, that highlight. It's awesome. Just awesome. And then Hathaway also absolutely floored McDavid in the same game. Just completely floored him. I've never seen McDavid get hit like that. I'll tell you, you're not going to see Connor McDavid get hit harder than that too often, Jack. That's just a big, solid hit by Garnett Hathaway right after McDavid plays that puck boom. and. The rock and sock like per 60. <laughs> That's in your in your league. Pick up Hathaway. <laughs> that was a great game. All right. Pittsburgh Penguins, uh, we have up next. They also have three off nights in their three games. They're playing Tuesday, Thursday, Sunday. So they are kind of spread out a bit, but they're playing uh Boston, Ottawa, and New Jersey. I have a very good thing to say and a very bad thing to say. About the Pittsburgh Penguins. What would you like to hear first? Give us the bad news. The bad news is I picked up Kasperi Kapanen on my on my own advice. He pissing me off right now. How how are you gonna score zero points in your last five games, man? Uh it seems like this Malkin shine has, you know, maybe maybe it's glinting a little bit. But the whole thing is, it's not like they aren't scoring as a team. Hell, they had a game where they scored like seven fucking goals or something like that. Kasper Captain can't get on none of them. I will say that I've seen them scoring a lot of top-line power play goals. Um, so you, you may see Malkin on a goal and notice that Kasperi Captain and his line mate isn't on it. A lot of those are on the power play. But man, this Kapanen shit is pissing me off. Now, he is still a player that is worth picking up because, you know, we know that he can do it and he's on that second line. But fucking A-Raj, like, I'm not going to lie. I'm, I've am i already dropped Evan Rodriguez and now I'm going to drop Kasperi Kapanen too. Uh, these Pittsburgh Penguins are kind of, they're coming to roost. When there is darkness, there must always be light. There must always be light. And the light at the end of that tunnel it's Brian Rust. I haven't gone on a good old-fashioned Brian Rust tyrant. I need to go on a little tirade right here about Brian Rust. This this can date back to, you know, back in the day where I was the only one talking about Brian Rust. And now, it's fucking awesome. And I'm proud of my boy. Dude has 10 multi-point games this year in 27 contests. Or 24 contests, sorry. Played 24 games. 10 of those are multi-point games. That's fucking Nuts. Crazy. I will say the fact that he's only played 24 games is really, in my eyes, the only negative that you can find to his season. He's eight points above 
a point per game and is proving that he is, you know, draftable at a higher level than what he was last year. Raj and I looked this up actually earlier. He was drafted in the late seventh, mid eighth round this year in, in our drafts. As you guys know, a lot of you, we, we had a ton of leagues this year and we, we did that for a you know, a couple of different reasons. Obviously, we want a lot of people to be able to enjoy these leagues and get in on them and everything like that. But we also didn't want to, you know, constantly be using everybody else's ADP. We wanted to start having our own five-hole ADP. And I, I think it's actually come out really well. Um, but Rust went in the late seventh, mid-eighth this year. What a fucking stale. What a stale. Oh, man, he's one of the steals of the year for sure. And one thing that's definitely happened since Crosby's back, Malkin's back, Gensel's back, Latang's back, like they finally have the band back together for once. They're all scoring. Every one of their top five, Crosby, Latang, Gensel, Malkin, Rust, are all over point per game since Malkin's come back. So... It's really hurt the streamers. It's really hurt your... Yeah, I heard you say you dropped Rodriguez already. Kapanen's been struggling. Jeff Carter's been okay. But, man, it's been all the big five. Like, they've been amazing since since Malkin's been back. Brian Russ has four goals in his last two games. Yeah. And the thing is, when, when Pittsburgh has all their players, like, it's not a streak. That's... They, they're they can be this good for long stretches. So, I mean, the only guy that I think is really worth a, a serious look is, is maybe Jeff Carter. He's the only one of the regular streamers there that's still performing. It's just the Kasperi Kapanen friggin' should. He's on that second line. Like I know. I, I, know. I watch these games. I see him out on the ice with these good players. Like, I, I see it with my own eyes. You know what I mean? He's got to get on these fucking points at some point in time, right? Like, what the shit? He's one of those players, too. Like, he looks, when I see him skating around, he looks like he's good. Like, he looks like he's going <laughs> to get not, some points. He's not bad. It's <laughs> not bad. I know that. Shit, man. He is, though. He's killing He's killing me. Like, I don't want to drop him, but, like, I'm going to have to. Last up, uh... Let's close it out here. We're going to do that on the Vancouver Canucks. It's your boys. Um, they play Tuesday, Wednesday, Saturday. You got to kind of like that uh, that Tuesday, Wednesday look. You're playing Arizona and the New York Islanders, which neither team has really been playing all that great. Then you're closing it out with a good old loss against Toronto on Saturday. Um, that's just me. I've been able to see into the future, and I can see Saturday specifically, and you lost to Toronto. But... It looks like you might be able to get something against Arizona or the Islanders. It was mainly those first two games early in the week with the back-to-back on Tuesday, Wednesday against two shit teams. I like that. As we were saying, like that might be a good thing to pair with the Canadians, for example, right? We were talking about how Montreal's schedule gets great on the Thursday, Saturday, Sunday. If you paired that with Canucks players, then you'd have Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Saturday, Sunday, all good matchups. That's a good place to, to look. And actually, I, I didn't put it into the notes here or anything, but there is a couple of situations where you could have 
your streamer spot full all week. A few teams where these back-to-backs are offset, and you can actually fill up seven games into a streamer spot if you really were were looking to do so. Uh, as far as the Canucks go, we know about JT Miller and Besser and Pedersen and Hughes and the usuals. I I brought up Tyler Bastion earlier. Nathan Bastion, I mean. I'm going to bring up Tyler Mott. Believe it or not, the guy is leading the team in shots in the last five games. Um, he's got five points in the last ten. He's hitting like he does. He could be worth a pickup if you're going for that uh, back-to-back against those two weak teams because a guy like Mott is going to get a lot of minutes. He's up to 16 minutes a game recently. I know I like him, and I know I love the team, so I don't want to let that influence too much. But, I mean, for a back-to-back against two shit teams, he's hot and he hits a lot, so you're not going to be left dry. And he's, like I said, he's shooting uh, He's shooting as much as Besser recently, so fully into him. You know who I, you know, I want to, I want to throw someone out there. I want to, I want to throw, I want to throw my hat into the ring and I'm, I'm picking Tanner Pearson widely available. He's only owned in 5% of leagues. He's what? Four points in his last five games, one goal, three assists. And he's shooting. He has six, he has six shots on goal in his last game. Um, He's looking pretty good out there. He helps out with hits a little bit on blocks, but he's playing on that second line with JT Miller um, and and that I like, that I like. Yeah, I mean, all all. Uh, oh, I like that second line better than I like that first line. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, all homerism aside, I mean, the Canucks top six is pretty potent right now. Um, so I'm I'm definitely in on Pearson. He's kind of a low grade to Foley, right? Where he just does a. He does some of everything. Great streamer. And what I love about Pearson is when the two games are over, I don't feel bad about dropping him, <laughs> even though he's a Canuck, which is a thing. I, I hate that where you pick up a guy and then you're like, yeah, now I don't ever want to drop him. And then it ends up ruining you. I don't feel bad about dropping Pearson. And you know what? He doesn't get any He doesn't get any power play time, though. I will say that. He uh, He won't. He won't get any power play time. You know who's been stinking and consequently is available is Connor Garland is down to 46% owned. Um, he's only got one point in the last seven games, but he missed a lot of time. Man, I really thought that one was going to go better in your favor. I'm not going to lie. Like, I really did. I was wrong about that. That is for sure. I thought Connor Garland was going to be great on your team. I'm not worried, to be honest. He had such a great start. I think it's um, it's going to come back. I'll put him at about 25 goals for the season, I think. He's uh, got 10. Yeah, he's on a 21-goal pace. So if, again, deep enough league and you're doing it as a back-to-back streamer situation, I would take a chance on Garland. All right, so, Raj, I think that about does it. It was good. It was good hearing your voice, man. I know we we still talk and whatnot, but it was good hearing you. It's good hearing you, good seeing you. Um, that was our week preview for you. Um, I hope that helps you out. Um, Raj? I'm going to just throw this in because we've hinted at it a couple times and didn't officially say it, but the teams to absolutely avoid this week, Florida, L.A., the Rangers, and San Jose don't play at all. Anaheim has one game and Buffalo has two games and they're Buffalo. So you don't want them. So just watch out for those schedules. Good call. I couldn't agree more, Raj. Um, 
it does suck having a couple of those, you know, teams that aren't playing at all. Uh, but them's the breaks. They played a lot of games, you know, previously. So um, I think that about does it. Um, as always, you can uh, find us on Twitter at FHF Hockey. Um, join our Discord. We're going to be coming at you with some uh, some Tuesday trends coming up here in a little bit later on this week. And then hopefully try to, you know, help you close out this two-week matchup going into this weekend. We kind of already hinted at a couple of uh, a couple of teams that we'd like. You know how I feel about my uh, my weekend three games in four days, which only happens with one team, and that is Ottawa, remember. Um, actually, no, and Montreal. So, hey, maybe that Toffoli look is looking a little better. So, um, but we'll cross that bridge when we get there because... I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. You know what I mean? Every single one of these players that I just mentioned could have COVID tomorrow. So, and they end this whole episode be null and void. Very likely. Um, and really, you know, if we're talking about it, it probably is null and void anyway. But, Raj, as always, it was good having you on. Um, I had a good time. It was good talking about some hockey. Uh, but, dude, love you. And everybody else out there, love you too. Love you.